0: Today's episode of Setting the Edge is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash settingedge. That's audibletrial.com slash settingedge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash settingedge. I'm popping bridles tonight. Come do for a fight if you're ready, ready, yeah.
1: Welcome to episode 36 of the Setting the Edge podcast. I'm Justin scared You can find me on Twitter at J U M O S Q. I'm here with Chip McDonald. You can find him on Twitter at 4Vert. Say what's up, to people.
0: What's up to the people? We finally have a week of preseason football to talk about, and we're going to give you some blazing hot barrel fire takes in this episode. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We we got to talk about something first thing off the bat, though. Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple things. All right, I just want we're going to play we're going to play ask a Chuck. Okay. Okay. How, how how many players on NFL rosters do you think are from uh, Iowa State right now? How many players on NFL rosters? Uh, yeah, Iowa State.
0: If I had to like it like on the preseason rosters I would guess Yay, on, the, on the 90 uh 10
1: 16 that's
0: not bad. Okay. Rut- Rutgers. Rutgers uh
1: like f- like 15 or 16 again. 27. Okay. So these these are like not not any sort of good power 5 teams, right? Uh Rutgers hasn't been or Rutgers has been down for a while. Iowa State hasn't been to a bowl game since Carson Wentz first pass, okay? Jacksonville State, the team that Carson Wentz beat, has three players in the NFL right now. Out of the the three thousand on NFL rosters, okay, that's the only playoff team that Carson Wentz beat because his backup beat the other teams in the FCS playoffs. Right? There are people who think that that like preseason, like you can't evaluate preseason games when every single throw against Jacksonville State was gift up. There are these these are some of the teams that have as many. Uh, players in the NFL as Jacksonville State, Colorado State, Pueblo, East Central Oklahoma, Bloomsburg, Shepherd, Northwest Missouri State, Shippensburg, Washburn, West Texas AM. Those are D2 teams that get nine scholarships a year to give out to high schoolers, okay? Fair State, Newberry, uh, Nor- Northwest Missouri State's friend, Missouri Western State, and Valdosta are D2 schools that have more. More players in the NFL than the Jacksonville State team that everyone, you know, hyped hyped Carson Wentz up because he beat in his one game in two months in his last in the la- at the end of his uh, college career, and then Regina from Canada, Regina has more has more players than Jacksonville State does in the NFL. So when people are like. Yo, don't take preseason takes at all. None of this matters at all. Like, look in a mirror, man. You guys watch Jacksonville State go up against Carson Wentz, and you'll gift up every single play of that game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you felt like you had to go on that rant, but that's – I agree with everything you said. I think preseason does matter, and I, I mean sh-
1: – Just shut up and watch football, man. It's yeah. not that – you're not too cool for this. I know.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, you can you can get a good insight to like how talented some guys are in preseason. Like if if you're talented, you're going to show against these, you know, second and third stringers.
1: I remember when uh, Victor Cruz, the year before he broke out, because he, he did great in the preseason and then got hurt. But he had like he, he was like the league leader in like receptions and yardage and all that stuff, you know, as an undrafted rookie. Like the preseason matters. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. Agree. That's why we're going to talk about it today. Uh, we're going to hit on most of the
0: teams, I guess, because I mean, some of these teams are just not very interesting. Like Jacksonville, we kind of know what what the deal is going on there, even though it does sound like they're getting fed up with Blake Bortles.
1: Yeah, uh, Ben Albright keeps talking about how uh, I think today he talked about how uh, Jacksonville receivers have been not not so receptive to uh, Blake Bortles' crap this year. Uh, our friend Trevor Sykema tweeted out a video. I think it was Bucks practice, right? Bucks Jags practice. Yeah, a joint where practice. Where Allen Robinson, Alan Robinson, goes after a ball that was overthrown down the right sideline, and he just like gets up and says, "Get like goddamn, keep it in bounds" or something like that.
0: Yeah, it, it's bad. And even even Albright, he was tweeting earlier today that he had heard uh, rumors that some of the players wanted Chad Henney to start. So it's it, sorry, Jax fans, you're in for another a long, another long season. Yeah. Oh. And re- kind of related to that, did you see uh, Greg Bettered? He was talking about how Deshaun Watson was awesome today in the Patriots Texans uh, joint practice. So that's that's another wound in your side, Jags fans. You could have had him.
1: They they could have. They also could have had uh, my. Let, let's start. Let's start with New Orleans. Uh, let's start with New Orleans, Cleveland, because we ha- we have to talk about my son.
0: Yeah, he was he was good in that game.
1: My son, my son Deshaun Kaiser, who 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 was averaging like who was averaging, like, 10 yards an attempt and who completed half of the 40-plus-yard passes in, in the preseason uh, in his first week. Like, just amazing. Hits the game-winner, all of it. Like, I, I'm so happy, man. Like, people... I mean, I know it was, like, New Orleans' third string, right? But Cle- Cleveland's, Cleveland's third string is out there, too. And beh- behind Cleveland's starting offensive line, I think he could do a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, I, I think that he's going to end up starting if not week one fairly early in the season Brock Osweiler was terrible we already knew that. well they, they
1: still haven't announced who's starting week two like they they still might start Kaiser week two like it might already be Kaiser time
0: yeah I mean we know what Brock Osweiler is I think for what we expected Cody Kessler to be in the NFL he's been a nice surprise but he's not anything more than a, a backup as much as our good friends at uh, PFF pimp him out but yeah it's, it's got to be the Kaiser show he's Probably the best right now and he definitely has the most upside of any of those quarterbacks and it was definitely apparent on uh in their
1: game against the saints the other day yeah did you see the the brock osweiler throws like i only saw i i tried i tried to skip the beginning of that game to be honest and i was watching uh packers eagles i think um so i missed a lot of the brock osweiler show but uh there were people who caught it on twitter and were tweeting the videos of it and it was pretty amazing like you just full-on airball the first ball yeah, you can't
0: play. I, I I don't know why they. Oh, I, well, I I know why they're why they're keeping him because I mean, hell, you're you're paying him all that money. Might as well just keep him on the roster for a year if you have the cap space. But he's not the answer. Uh, I I don't I don't see any reason to keep him on as like even more than the number three quarterback moving forward. But I thought it was a pretty nice debut for all the rookie quarterbacks this week. Uh, Trubisky had uh, some nice throws against the Broncos backup unit. Uh, Deshaun Watson played well against the Panthers backup unit. And Mahomes, you know, he he didn't do a lot, but he was steady and he had a, a nice touchdown pass in the red zone. So I, I think for the big four rookie quarterbacks that we talk about, it was a it was a pretty strong start. Are You
1: still there? Oh my! I'm on mute. Yeah, were you talking? Yeah, I was talking. My bad. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say I, I think Mahomes probably had the least impressive of all of them, but that's that's fine. I mean, uh, Davis Webb could barely get on the field if he even did get on the field as the fourth string quarterback in New York. Um, Josh Dobbs had had a you had a horrible game okay. uh, for right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, just to wrap it up, uh, the first the first back to get carries in New Orleans was Alvin Kamara, and he actually looked half decent, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, I guess that's interesting because I I think we're both like uh the team Adrian Peterson is is washed and is not not coming back. Yeah, I don't even get how Adrian. I I still don't get how Adrian Peterson
0: fits in that offense. Like he he's never been a guy that catches the ball a lot, and he's not as explosive as he used to be, and, and that's just age and taking on all those carries and hits. But I I think that I, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian Peterson falls to like third string by the end of the season.
1: No, not at all. Like I said, uh in a previous podcast, I think it was our AFC or NFC South uh preview. I was like if he doesn't get 100 carries or 100 touches, like I I would not be surprised one second. Um I think the biggest game that we that ended up swinging was uh Buffalo Minnesota, right? Tyrell Taylor threw his first four passes to uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh Sammy Watkins immediately got traded and then uh they traded for Jordan Matthews who was already hurt with like a chest injury. I don't. I don't. I don't get why they're hitting the reset button on this. Like, I, I get that they
0: have uh, a new front office and a new head coach, but like, it, it. They were. I feel like they were on the cusp of being able to compete fairly soon. You know, they have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, I think Tyrod's fine. I, I think you can win in the playoffs with Tyrod, but they just traded away Sammy Watkins and uh, their best corner remaining on the roster, Ronald Darby. So I, I don't really know what direction Buffalo's going in. It looks like you're hitting the reset button, and they do have two picks in each of the first three rounds for 2018. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that team uh, unfolds as the season
1: progresses. Uh, unfolds is the right word. I think that's the same <laughs> word I would use. Um, super disappointing, because I, th- I think both of us thought that they were going to be a high-potential high wild-card team. Um, that defensive line is still great. Eddie Arbo apparently like Eddie Arbo might be this year's Kerry Hyder. Um, rest in peace, Kerry Hyder. Uh, torn Achilles. That, that's a that's a big hit to our brand. Um, but like Buffalo's front seven is now going to be very good, and then their run game on offense is good, and then it's other. And they also traded uh, they traded Ronald Darby, who was like what. That, that was our case for Buffalo, was basically they have more cornerback depth, they're getting defensive line play, and Sammy Watkins is coming back, and uh, two of those three options are now out, off the table. Yep, and if you guys remember, uh, pro football
0: Focus they caused a stir in Darby's rookie year when they said that on a snap-to-snap snap basis, he was better than uh, Marcus Peters, so he's a talented player. The Eagles got a starting cornerback, uh, you know, an above-average one at least for uh jordan matthews who i I mean i don't think he's very good and uh, i think it was like a second or third round pick so that's that's a good deal for the eagles they'll they'll have a chance to get Sidney jones back Uh, i think i heard some people say there's a potential he could come back uh, at the end of the year but ronald darby malcolm jenkins Roddy mcleod with that defensive line that's going to be a nasty defense
1: yeah, uh, the next – I guess, I mean, Minnesota, was there's not much to say. Dalvin Cook caught a couple passes. Uh, Mike Remmers looked like Mike Remmers. Yeah. And then uh, Sam Bradford kind of dink and dunked. Now, that's pretty much the Minnesota recap right there. Uh, let's get Jags, Jags, Patriots out of the way. Um, Yannick Ngaiwe got, got uh, a decent sack attempt. I think he got another pressure. Um, the Jaguars have the audacity to throw out Blake Bortles as QB1. But make Leonard Fournette work for starting snaps. It doesn't make any sense. I... That that's insane to me. Like I was like, who who are you trying to trick here? Like, what exactly are you trying to do? Leonard Fournette has been a starting running back since his what junior year in high school.
0: Yeah, and I, it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He, and just from watching the runs. He's clearly the best running back that they have. Like,
1: Absolute hammer. It, like, he's exactly what we thought he was going to be. Like, he's whatever the offensive line is going to block up for him plus two yards.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is, he is a freight trainer. You de- you really see that explosiveness when he hits a hole. Uh, did you see Derek Rivers almost body Cam Robinson on a bull rush? I
1: did not I did not see that. I was, I was hearing that uh, Derek Rivers... I didn't necessarily pay it like zoom in on some of these games I watched I watched uh I want to say the first half of every single one of them I watched the second half for some of these like the Cleveland game um I didn't see that though everything I heard from Derek rivers and uh Tim Williams was that they they didn't do well uh Tim Tim was disappointing for sure but
0: I mean too many Mars baby yeah well the thing but the thing with Tim is he just he doesn't look like he athletically belongs out there. Uh, like there were plays where he was setting the edge, and uh, the running back bounced outside, and he just got smoked. Like it, it's not, it, it wasn't pretty, and, and it was happening in the second half because he didn't get defensive snaps until the third quarter. So to, doing that against Washington's uh, backups was not an encouraging sign. And but the rest of that Ravens front seven looks really good. I uh, do
1: Michael Pierce bullied so so good. Yeah, um, he's so good. Like, so we could talk about this a little bit uh, already. But, like, so in the f- the first two drives, I want to say – or what, what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first two drives, uh, the Baltimore Ravens held Washington to negative one yards. And then in the first three drives, they held them to zero yards. Yep. Like, uh, just absolutely thrashed them up front.
0: Yeah, and I wrote about uh, Michael Pierce for – our lovely website, set And some of his testing numbers from his pro day relative to his size are just absolutely unbelievable. He went to Samford. It's a, I think it's a one double a school and he weighed in as pro day at six. Sure, feet. F- F- F-C-S. FCS, 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 put some respect on that name. Excuse me. FCS. Uh, And he measured in at six feet tall, 329 pounds. He had a one, six, seven, 10 yard split. Five second 40, uh, and a nine seven broad jump. I mean, for somebody that size, that's absolutely unbelievable. And like it shows on tape, I think it was the first drive, he just jacked up the Washington Center and uh, helped in on a tackle for the loss with Brent Urban. That, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, Brent Urban's alive. I remember
1: that, yeah, because yeah, I was like, he was okay, yeah, Michael Pierce to making some moves, and then like Brent Urban comes out of nowhere. I'm like, I forgot that you've been like you've existed for the past three years. Oh yeah,
0: it's crazy. And like Michael Pierce, uh, Brandon Williams, I, I, even Tyus Bowser flashed some in uh, in that game. He looked athletic. To pl- he definitely looked like athletic, athletic enough to play. You got some nice flashes from Carl Davis and Willie Henry. Like that Baltimore front seven is deep and it's nasty and it's mean. Like that's gonna be a really fun defense to watch this year.
1: I think. I think. Uh, I think with with Buffalo out of the picture, I think ba- Baltimore might might be my Top wildcard team? I think that's true. Someone's got to get it. So Yeah, someone in the AFC has. There are two AFC wildcard teams, and trying to figure out who they are is, like, the biggest conundrum of, of this season. Um, Green Bay, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Derek Barnett learned an inside move. Beat the crap out of uh, Jason Spriggs for, uh, for uh, two sacks, I want to say. Uh, Jason Spriggs, who last year was a second-round pick. Um, Winston. I wouldn't say Wentz did super well. He had one really good pass, and then uh, the Packers' uh, secondary did the rest of the work for him. Um, Jeff Janis is probably dead. Uh, but the Eagles did lock down uh, Ronald Darby. Yeah, I mean, that that's – man, I, I just can't get over, like, how good that defense looks on that, paper. That, honestly, like, the Ronald Darby thing is a big deal. Like I, I don't think people understand how much, like, Philadelphia really needed – that number one corner and how 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 just plug and play it is so um what happened in the afc east last year? Uh, oh no no it was the eagles i think the eagles were the first team to pull pull the trigger i want to say so like do the eagles make these moves do the eagles make a trade for ronald darby if they don't know that the ezekiel elliott thing happened because that happened right before like literally right before why would they not they still needed a corner I guess, but do they sell themselves out on right now?
0: Yeah, because I, I think that they're they're in a spot where they traded up for Carson Wentz, and when you give up all those assets, even though you got a first round pick back in the Sam Bradford deal, when you give up all those assets, you kind of put yourself into a win now mode, and like we're seeing that with the Rams uh, and Jared Goff, and how they're getting guys like Andrew Whitworth and Sammy Watkins to come play, and you know Wade Phillips run that defense. It it's I, I like even last year. Based on DVOA, the, the Eagles, I think they were like a top three defense, and they didn't have any cornerbacks. Like their, their best cornerback was, yeah. was Leotis McKelvin, and he was starting across from Jalen Mills, a, a seventh-round rookie. I, I, this is this is a really big deal, and it gives the Eagles potential to have uh, the best defense in the league this year. Because they're going to be able to watch uh, their passer.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, do you know when the last time an AFC East team won back-to-back division titles? Outside of the Patriots, no, 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 uh, NFC East. My bad. Um,
0: uh, was it Eagles like early two thousands? It was
1: Eagles two thousand three, two thousand four.
0: That's what I was guessing. Yeah.
1: So we all we're all doing the assume assume the Cowboys win thing when assuming isn't really something we should be doing in this division at all. In the past decade, has basically reflected that
0: yeah and i think i think the cowboys even with zeke I, I still think that they were probably due for a regression the more i think about it because that defense is not very good uh they got to play the nfc their, their run
1: here. d is halfway decent their yeah. run d is halfway decent but that pass d is yeah. bad
0: and you're you're relying on three rookie cornerbacks uh with or not three but two rookie cornerbacks with jordan lewis and Shadobia woozy jordan lewis has not played yet in the preseason uh after he was dealing with an injury after he got off of that uh, domestic violence case. It, it, I, it, I just don't think they have enough talent on defense to make up for losing Ezekiel Elliott for six games. If the suspension holds and it looks like it will. Um, yeah. I, I think the Eagles could definitely emerge as the best team in that division, depending on how Eli
1: Manning plays this year. Sure. Uh, Denver, Chicago. So, uh, Mike Glennon what gave Chris Harris. My, yeah, what gave, the hell did Mike Glennon do? Very easy pick six, gave him a very easy pick six, and then uh, Trubisky did a bunch of like uh, play action or rollout stuff against 13 teams. Because for whatever reason, Mark Sanchez is ahead of Mitch Trubisky, even though the team traded up to the second overall pick in the draft to take him. So, uh, the semantics of NFL teams just vehemently being like, we don't want to give the millennials an easy opportunity to win this job is. Is crazy, especially considering the fact that I, I feel like okay, Trubisky Um Trubisky, Watson, and Kaiser clearly look like the best quarterbacks on their team right now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and they're all are they all getting no, uh Watson's getting second team reps, but the other two are getting third team reps.
0: Yeah, well Watson he's been working on with the first team too in practice, so maybe right. he takes some first well, team like reps Kaiser this has week too. Yeah. Kaiser. So I think Kaiser and Watson are probably closer to starting than Trubisky or Mahomes are. I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't get why you would even bother with Sanchez. The thing
1: about the team. thing about, I think Watson and, and Kaiser honestly had better weeks. I don't know what I don't know what the numbers say on Trubisky. Um, Trubisky was very good, but you could see that they had a plan for it, right? Like it wasn't a bunch of it wasn't deep vertical game or anything like that. Like he wasn't throwing the ball that like Kaiser threw at the end of the game for for the win uh watson threw a couple couple play deep plays um and he had that last touchdown week. that he ran in yeah yeah he had a couple deep plays against uh carolina last week um to wasn't really doing that it was a lot of uh, stuff off of play action and a lot of rollout stuff moving pocket stuff which is fine like it's, he's a rookie quarterback that's what you should be doing but uh i i don't know if i'm willing to put him on a pedestal i think i'm just i'm willing to tear down mike glennon yeah, that's that. I mean, oh my God, man, that interception to Chris what? Harris
0: was one of the honestly one of the worst throws I've ever seen. And you know, some people on the Bears, you know, who who follow and cover the Bears, are saying, well, he had to adjust his arm because he didn't want to get hit. Man, you just got paid fifteen million dollars. You gotta you gotta be able to make that throw. And I, I know that the Denver secondary is very good, but that was not an encouraging start at all for for Mike Glennon. He went two of eight for twenty yards in that pick six.
1: Yeah, and uh <laughs> and a pick 6. God damn, man. So the way NAA works, right? And NEA is the best way to measure passing efficiency is it treats interceptions as negative 40 yards. So he would literally have I had a better I had a better passing efficiency that night than Mike Glennon did. Yeah, it
0: was sad to see. Um let's let's bounce around Oh, I just want I
1: just want a uh, just quick thing. Uh moment of silence for the Paxton Lynch Lynchhive. Oh. Oh, my I, God. I had him as QB one, and like he still might be better than Goff and Wentz, but it, it's it's not looking good for any of these quarterbacks. No, not at all. I, not one. I I
0: can't believe. I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot. How bad John uh, Elway is at drafting offensive players, but good God, they it looks like they missed hard on Paxton Lynch. I mean, he he still can't beat out Trevor Simeon, who's not a good quarterback. So I I don't know what they're gonna do, but with that. Defense and the two investments they made on offensive line with Garrett Bowles and Ron Leary might want to go sign a guy named Colin Kaepernick or maybe uh, talk to Buffalo about a trade for Tyrod Taylor. But you can't. I just don't think you can walk into the season with this quarterback situation. It it, it, just, it
1: doesn't make sense. It's not good. I can tell you that for sure. It's absolutely not good. And they're kind of wasting. We talked about this. Their 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 defense is regressing. They were a great defense. Then last year, they turned into a great pass defense, and now with the injuries and, you know, the, the situation with uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware just wanting to retire, um, they are now having a good secondary, and that is what, that's their identity as a team, and having a good secondary goes a very long way. If you look at the last, I want to say, five Super Bowls, every single one of them had great cornerback play, right? Uh, every single one of those teams in those Super Bowls had great cornerback play. Uh, but but that's not the end-all, be-all. And that's kind of the end-all, be-all in Denver right now. Yep,
0: yep, 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 yep. It's not looking good. Um, let's move on to the Falcons-Dolphins game. I didn't think there was too much to take away from this besides Atlanta definitely has a problem at right guard. Ndamukong Sue just destroyed Ben Garland and Wes Schweitzer uh, repeatedly. But, I mean, outside of that, the offense looks the same. Uh, I thought the first-team defense did fine against, uh, I don't even remember who started for them. I think it was Matt Moore. Uh, and then David Fales and Brandon Doty came in and did decently against the backups. Uh, not There's not really much to say from a Miami standpoint because we didn't see
1: Jay Cutler. Uh, but well, uh, The only thing, the only note I had was Charles Harris was beating down your backups. Was he? Because I, I thought that the,
0: their left tackle did, a solid job against i mean he was a 270 pound undrafted free agent so I would, goodness yeah but i mean because he, he i forget what daniel brunskill that's his name he played tight end at san diego state for his first three years and then moved to tackle for his senior year and he's, he's still putting on weight but like you can tell like when you watch him he's in he's athletic he's still he just still move. still trying to figure it out so i would hope charles harris got the best of him a few times
1: is uh, uh it are are claiborne and brooks starting for you right now that's what it looked like to me uh i don't think so at, they at the, at the end no it was vic oh yeah it was vic
0: and uh, vic and claiborne we starting at, at defensive end for them right and then when they moved to the bare front they had grady Jarrett at nose poe at three um courtney upshot the other three and then vic and brooks reese standing up on the edge
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Po- it, it just seemed like those two were getting a lot of reps compared to relative to what I thought they were going to get. Yeah. Poe looks good, man. He lost,
0: he, he looks like he lost a lot of weight. I think he's down to about 325 right now, which is probably the least he's weighed since before he got to, or since like his freshman year in Memphis, probably. Uh, he definitely looks more explosive. <laughs> and I, I mean, and he definitely looks more explosive. And I'm, I'm really happy about the addition, uh, of, of, uh, of Don Terry Poe. Now, did you see Solomon
1: Thomas kind of just destroyed the Chiefs offensive line a few times this week? Yeah, and he was like the 10th defensive lineman to get in that game. Yeah, he was rushing a lot from three like, he, he was a late He was a late rotation into that, and he was a pressure package guy, because I was tweeting out what their defense actually looked like uh, coming into it. Uh, DeForest Buckner is playing three. Uh, Eric Armstead is not a strong side outside linebacker. He's playing end. He's playing uh, that weak side spot. He he flipped between both of them. It depended if uh, Elvis Dumervil was on the field or not. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then they had Tank Tank playing that strong side too. Out uh, uh, Terrence Mitchell was playing uh, nose. Earl Mitchell. Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just about a hundred hundred pound difference between the two. I'll, I'll take I'll take a no on that one. And then uh, Chris Jones, for some reason, was getting in on pe- pressure packages with like uh, Aaron Lynch coming in too. But like DeForest Buckner was not in the pressure packages at all. Which like for I don't know if there's like an IDP thing, right? I don't know if uh, DeForest Buckner was super productive in IDP last year. Um, but as far as like that goes, like DeForest Buckner played probably the fifth most amount of snaps of any defensive lineman in the sport last year. And that was as a rookie. And now it looks like he's not even going to be playing third downs because they don't like his ability to get after the quarterback. So,
0: yeah, we'll that seems
1: see. like a significant drop off there.
0: We'll see. It's it's also the first preseason game. So maybe they, he was just on a pitch count. But, yeah, you, I definitely would have liked to see him on some of those uh, you know nickel packages that for some reason just wasn't there. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to hit? In oh, that... I want to talk about uh,
1: that that same game, uh, Kansas City. I respect Andy Reid for going uh, the kick punt pass, like reliving that moment in his life by throwing every single quarterback out there and just having him throw the deep ball on the first play. Every single one of them did it.
0: Yeah. Tyreek, uh, Alex Smith got uh, Tyreek Hill on one. And that, I mean, that dude is just, I, I think he can be a number one receiver in this league. Like I am fully on that train. I, he He's, he's wild. Yeah, he's fast. He's wildly talented. <laughs> He's, hot take. He's Tyreek Hill is fast. Yeah, that's a super duper hot take. Um, but like even when I went back to watch some of his stuff from last year, like he goes up and gets the ball too. He he's not just like a one trick pony. Uh, he's a tough guy, and I I'm, I think he can be a, an absolute force for that offense, especially if Mahomes gets in at some point and they just kind of start throwing the ball deep. Now I agree with you. Yeah. From an offensive standpoint, for San Francisco, there wasn't that much to take
1: away. Uh,
0: it's it's not going to be a great Joe effort.
1: Joe Williams. Joe Williams isn't isn't the god. That's it's interesting. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Shanahan's never wrong. If you, if you say so, we've no we've never seen Shanahan with draft picks. This this could be a John Elway thing. He might have inherited some John Elway from his from his father. You never know.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. They they I don't they have such a good track record of hitting on these running backs, like guys you've never heard of. I don't, I'm I'm still on the on the train for that. But it does look like he's gonna be the third down or not the third down back, but the third train back behind Carlos Hyde, uh and Tim Hightower, who was somehow still in the
1: league. Yikes. Yeah. He he caught a lot of balls for New Orleans last year, I think. I think I remember writing about that. Uh Pittsburgh Giants, um, Gino was like momentarily freed. I think Gino's getting number two snaps. Yeah. Uh with the team now after his performance and after Josh Johnson's performance. And then uh TJ Watt got two sacks where he wasn't blocked and people patted themselves on the back. <laughs> it, it was it was goddamn. Like I could've I, I literally could have made those sacks. Yeah.
0: I mean he he did look athletic and explosive, but yeah, I need to need to pump pump the hype yeah,
1: I mean, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's where I am on that one. Where I'm like, look, I'll take the TJ Watt L, but I'm not gonna take it like that, no yeah. sir. It's, it's not gonna go down like that. Um, Tampa, Cincinnati. Uh, rest in peace, Roberto Aguayo. I just wrote a piece on Setting Edge that you should uh, Setting that you should all go read. Uh, it has information about every single one of your kicking games from last year. Uh, basically, like figuring out the projection from a college kicker to an NFL kicker is super easy. And Roberto Aguayo's projection was really bad, so like this should have been something that we should have seen years ago.
0: Yeah, you just, it it just kind of got caught up in the hype train. And it, when you texted me, it took you forty five minutes to figure it out. I'm like, yo, how does an NFL team not not figure this out? Like these guys.
1: Yeah, are I, supposed I, to be I literally very smart, figured man. out NFL. I figured out NFL kicking in like fifteen minutes. And it was like, yeah, uh, what's his name? The dude from Baltimore is twice as good as it, as the Tucker. next I mean, yeah. He, yeah he's Justin a, Tucker he's is twice as good as anyone else. And Roberto Aguayo is by far the worst in the league. And, yeah. yep, seem, seems like a pretty easy case to be made there. And yeah. then, like, I, I went through the numbers. Like, Adam Vinatieri, like, he's, he's been getting better for, like, the last six years, basically. Like, he's only, like, a really, like, by last year's NFL standards, the only above average seasons he's really had are the last six years. So he might be on steroids. I don't know who's to say. Yeah. uh, Okay. Actually, the most confusing thing for me
0: from the weekend is why the hell did Jared Goff only play one series? What is he like? Usually you see like your good quarterbacks only play one series, but he was in and out of there real quick. Uh, They had the catch that was fumbled and then picked up for a touchdown by Cooper, Cooper Cup, I want to say, but like, what has he done to only play one series in the first preseason game?
1: Uh, I have one more quick uh, Buccaneers take. I think that or uh, Chicago take actually. Now uh, I think Roberto Aguayo signed with the Chicago Bears because he's some sort of he's in some sort of conspiracy with Joaquin Guzman. He
0: was. But um, uh, yeah.
1: the Lo- Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I I don't really know. Like th- that's not why. Like just why are, why is this not an open competition yet? Um, Sean Mannion really didn't do that great. Jared Goff only threw a couple of passes. Um, you had an opportunity. I don't know if we're even gonna see this. Like, this is a situation where I think we want to see a quarterback competition, but I'm not even sure we're going to get there.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I don't think Lesney is really going to let that happen because, first of all, they're using – like, you've you've said this quite a bit in the
1: past few days. They're using 2018 picks to get – they used yes. Picks someone, to get someone gave. Sammy someone gave Les Need the ability to use 2018 picks after he already spent 60 or uh, 76 million dollars on Tavon Austin and Robert Woods to give Sammy Watkins a new contract next year.
0: It just. I, I, what are they doing over there? And you still got to pay Aaron Donald, who hasn't showed up to camp yet because he wants a new deal. I, I don't yep. know I don't know what
1: and you is going you on you double tagged Tremaine Johnson because you couldn't lock him down after you let Janoris Jenkins walk because you thought you had a better chance of uh, signing Tremaine Johnson long term than Janoris Jenkins and like Tremaine Johnson's okay but he's not Janoris Jenkins. Right, he he
0: definitely. There's a, there's
1: a lot of ways that they've messed up, and like free Sammy Watkins, man, he was like he ended up in Buffalo, and like EJ Manuel, like he was supposed to like catch balls from EJ Manuel in Buffalo, and a lot of things went wrong, and now he's in Los Angeles, and he has to catch passes from Jared Goff, like that's just, it's not fair, not, not a good situation. Uh, we want to touch uh, Cowboys fans just being uh reckless. Yeah, you guys are out of your <laughs> damn minds. <I laughs> you mean, guys, it's chill. Like she might have sent text messages. That, that said, that told her friend to lie to the police. Um, Zeke has also done bad things, and the NFL has also done bad things. It, like in in relation to it, its its con, its code of conduct with its own players regarding women. Like there, it's okay to like just look at this and be like, none of these people are one thousand percent in the right.
0: Right, and
1: it's
0: and okay. just like it's okay to say. It's okay to say I don't trust any of these people and just kind of keep them moving. And these people like doubling down on uh, Ezekiel Elliott saying like he's innocent and the NFL has no right to suspend him. First of all, they can do whatever the hell they want for his uh, behavior with, you know, pulling that girl's top down getting get into a fight. The domestic violence investigation, like they, they can do whatever they want with that. And second of all, why are you all going so hard for a dude you don't even know? Like you don't know Ezekiel Elliott. He doesn't care about you. Like why are you riding so hard for him?
1: Yeah, it's it's very odd. I I like, cause that that was right before uh, that was right before the trades and stuff. And I remember, just like Cowboys fans were irate. Like I can't imagine. Like I think Jerry Jones has some alt accounts on Draft Twitter, and he, he just poses himself as a as a Cowboys fan. Cause they said that like Jerry Jones was really mad. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, y'all y'all are more mad than Jerry. Yeah, enough, Cowboy fans.
0: It's really it's really weird. Don't
1: I, I don't just don't, chill. Just just take a breather. Nights. Take a breather. Yeah go hug your family and stuff like you just don't tweet about Ezekiel Elliott for a couple days um the New York Jets and Tennessee Titans uh Hackenberg had a really high completion percentage to start the game but uh he didn't throw any passes uh over like five yards until like his 10th pass or something like that and then it was just a wide incompletion um so yeah Hack has some stats but they're fraudulent stats but I wouldn't even say they're fraudulent he he took layups but uh like you would say that that's usually a bad thing, right? Like, oh, he took layups that game that those passes don't mean anything. But just hitting expected on wide open passes is like that's a plus for uh, Christian Hackenberg in term of terms of his development.
0: Yeah, he was 18 for 25, 127 yards, 5.1 yards per attempt. Like it, he, he was just kind of dinking and ducking. But the funniest part uh, to me from that game is the, the Titans backup quarterback. Alex Tanny got sacked seven times like he was just a deer lost in the headlights in the in the first preseason game it's just funny to me like to watch uh quarterbacks who have no idea what the hell they're doing and they're just frazzled and scared the entire time and seven sacks against the Jets backups is not strong
1: no I think uh the Jets were like had the worst or no uh, that was the Raiders I think the Jets had like the second worst or something uh, Second percentages in the league. Obviously, these are their backups, but uh, yeah, they got Alex Tenney is the uh, trick shot guy, right? Yeah, I want to say that uh, Tennessee's defensive backs don't look great. Uh, Logan Ryan looks like 2016 Logan Ryan, which yikes, that's that's not great for the deal that they just gave him. Nope, uh, but
0: still, I thought Marcus looked pretty good for his, his limited snaps. That offense should be fine with Mariota starting the whole game. Let us pray that he can stay on the field for all 16 games this year. Uh, yeah, that's all I really got in the Titans-Jets game. It was a preseason game that ended 7-3. to three. There's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's not much going on there.
1: It, it was horrible. Uh, Oakland and Arizona, I lost money on Jack Del Rio. On I, Jack Del Rio trains. Yeah. Uh, treads. Trends. There we go. Third time. Got it. Uh, th- that was not a good situation, but we are 2-2. Two and two, and uh, we're up in money because of the juice. And we're going to continue betting on preseason games to keep ourselves interested. Yeah. Um, there were a couple missed field goals in this game. It was kind of disgusting. Uh, there's really not that much to talk about other than like Robert Candice. Again, uh, we saw this against Dallas where he kind of flashed a little bit. Um, he's not a flash in the pan. Like he just keeps making plays. Uh, there were a couple people who t- who uh, gifted and like put up the video of like some of the highlights when they like zoom into a player. Uh, you know when like a defensive lineman makes yeah. a big play. Yeah. And then like they zoom into him in between plays and like just kind of Chris Collins worth it. Um, there are a couple of those that are on Twitter right now if you guys want just like look up Kandichi or something um he's good like i think he's going to be starting this year i think he's going to be their best defensive lineman by far in Arizona um i think people who rode with Kandichi are going to be happy yeah we'll see we shall see the Colts
0: have a quarterback crisis right now
1: i told you i told you it's... guys I've, I've i've lived the Scott Tolzien situation before and he... that is not that's why Brett Hundley was drafted yeah, he was
0: awful. I, I like how how can they walk into the season? We know that Andrew Luck is probably. It looks like he's going to wind up on the the PUP list to start the season. He's he's not
1: starting Week One. No, he's definitely he's not week starting one. Week
0: One. You're going to roll out Scott Toyzine or Stephen Morris or Philip Walker.
1: I, I don't I don't understand. Scott Toizee dropped back six times and had two completions. Yeah, it's. Like, to put that in perspective. And then they pulled him for whatever
0: reason. Yeah, I, I I don't know what they're doing, but that's another team that should probably be looking at Colin Kaepernick uh, to fix the first six games of the season, or at least be a real NFL quarterback. And on the line side in that game, man, that defense is just going to be atrocious this year. They got
1: nobody. How, how the, they were a playoff team last year, though, and they added Jared jared davis and uh is coming back and and uh all sorts of stuff so and uh yeah they added they added a four six uh four seven cornerback so they have to be better that These could be facts. that could but let's be just, the worst. let's disregard the fact that the the uh detroit lions set the NFL record for fourth quarter comebacks last year and were largely a fraudulent team but they made it to the playoffs so they have to be better
0: right and it, it, it's a it's a awful terrain of logic that doesn't make much sense and i think that that defensive line could could end up being the worst in the league they,
1: they have with, with kerry hyder out like they legitimately yeah. have not like cornelius washington was a decent rotating pressure 34 uh d end in chicago last year but he was like i mean Bullard replaced him you know what i mean uh and now cornelius washington is gonna have to like be a starter so i like i don't know man i think uh what is it i think detroit's top returning sack artist has three sacks yeah and i don't even remember his name uh it's the the dude who's suspended oh is that
0: armonty bryant something like that
1: yeah yeah, armonty yeah, yeah. Yeah. bryant that's who it was yeah he's suspended i don't even think he's on the is he on the team uh i am not sure but so if, let's if play a game called google armonty bryant yeah, um, uh, that's what I was doing right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he's still on the he's still on the team, but he's suspended. He had three sacks last
1: year and uh, five tackles. So, yeah, East, East Central Oklahoma grad, uh, more uh, or as many graduates in the NFL as Jacksonville State, the team that Carson once played against in the F- FCS championship. Yeah,
0: way to bring it all the way back around.
1: So, are, are there any other teams that we need to hit on? Uh, uh, we didn't talk about the God Kenny Galladay, but we'll cover that in our pri- our, our prizeman coverage. Uh, we didn't talk about Houston, Carolina, really, but other like Deshaun Watson's arm looks stronger. Uh, Kawan Short, beast. beast, like beast. He he might end up being like the ten, the double-digit sack defensive tackle again this year. Uh, we had Chargers, Seahawks, Philip Rivers. You want to take it back yet? Denzel Perryman. You you trying to you trying to come in? That's fine. He's a linebacker. I'm not I'm um, not trying to come back. I'm just going to keep waiting sure. for all these bad things to
0: happen sure. to the Chargers week after week after week. And then by the time we get to week 17, they're just going to be a shell of themselves.
1: I'm going to start a fan club for NFC fans that want to root for the Chargers this year. And we're just going to call ourselves nuts and bolts. But, like, we're going to be very involved with Fight for LA. Um, oh,
0: I mean, I'm rooting for the Chargers because they have a blackhead coach. But I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't trust them.
1: Uh, the Seattle Seahawks ran up the damn score against them. Uh, Pete Carroll is, is amazing in these games. Uh, we ended up winning money on him. Uh, just a quick thing. We're putting money on, uh, Jim Harbaugh this week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens in the preseason under Jim Harbaugh are 24 and 13 against the spread in preseason games. we're going to put money on that. Go ahead and do that. Uh, green Bay. Yeah, same thing. That's (laughs) fine. It's, it's the Harbaugh that's in the NFL. I get that thing wrong all the time. Um, the, other, the other game that we're going to bet on is we're going to bet on the over for Green Bay and Washington. Uh, McCarthy is 27 and 18 over under uh, uh, s- since uh, he's been the head coach of the Green Bay Packers in the preseason. Washington scored like maybe did they did Washington even score against Baltimore? They got a field goal. They got a field goal. Okay. Uh, we, when you have zero yards in the first three drives of the game, your over-under is very low. Uh, the Packers also didn't score that much against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles actually out, like outpaced them offensively, but the Packers still ended up winning the game in terms of the points at the end. Uh, so we're going to go uh, Baltimore Baltimore point spread, uh, Green Bay over-under, Green Bay-Washington over-under. Um, Prizman coverage. Do you have a Prizman list? Uh, no. No. I have not made my yeah pri- prizeman list. You get is very important. Uh, my top five prizeman list: Deshaun Kaiser, like I said, ten yards per att- per attempt, two forty yard passes, hit a game winner. Obviously, number one pri- prizeman candidate. Uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had 13 first downs against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a losing effort. Somehow, um, that that's pretty interesting. He's probably up there. Rico gathers the former uh, Baylor tight, the former Baylor basketball player converted to tight end. Now has seven receptions, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, the god, three receptions, two touchdowns. And then Derek Barnett got two legitimate sacks, unlike TJ Watts, illegitimate sacks against the Green Bay Packers this past week.
0: Right, yeah, that's a good list. So, Prizeman Watch. Yeah, Prizeman Watch. Uh, let's see. Let's do a little site update. Uh, if you want to go on the site and check out the podcast I recorded yesterday with. Uh, Tyler Tyron, Terry Lyles, and Michael Rose Ivy about you know just Kaepernick stuff and the article that Tyler and Harry wrote and then being black in America and talking about like Charlottesville stuff like there's there's no there's not much football like really any like on football uh, on field football talk but it was a it was a pretty good conversation that we had and tomorrow we will be talking to Stephen Godfrey of SB Nation to just kind of preview the college football season so. We're gonna to try to give you guys two, three pods a week, and we're off to a strong start so far.
1: Hey, uh, we should we should do this. Um, Scott McCluhan's tweeting a bunch of stuff on Twitter, and is basically like replying to anything that you send him. Uh, ask him Rivers or uh, Rivers or Eli. Just everyone go spam Scott McCluhan and ask him Rivers or Eli. We'll just ask Scott McLuhan something different every week of the preseason.
0: Yeah, that dude's just bored as hell sitting at home tweeting. He's one of us now.
1: One, one of us, <laughs> one of
0: us. Man. All right. Uh, so that's going to conclude episode thirty-six, the Nick Collins episode of Send the Edge. We'll be back tomorrow with episode thirty-seven, the Sean Alexander episode with our pal Stephen Godfrey Vespy Nation. Five star reviews. Five star reviews only.